0: Welcome to 51 First
1: Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment.
0: And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers.
1: Cheers. Hi, everybody. Uh, Welcome. This is 51 First Dates.
0: It's a podcast about dating. I'm Kimmy.
1: And I'm Liza.
0: And thank you so much for joining us. Especially thank you. I want to introduce our guest right away because she's on the line with us. My dear friend, a gem of a human being. Sarah, who's getting her MBA with me at UCLA. Welcome. Hi.
1: I'm excited to be here. Thank you so
0: much for being here. Sarah is one of my my besties at school. She is a true gem. She was also she's also so smart. a total catch. I mean, she was the section president of my section. Um, She's also, Liza, younger than us and just crushing life. And I just – I'm so grateful to have you here. And I think that your date story is going to be very fun for all of our listeners to hear, especially any listeners who are out there in grad school or undergrad, honestly. If people are – we have listeners who are in undergrad, I
1: think. Or anywhere in the world. I mean, basically, so what we're going to do today, as you guys know, we've had like uh a couple recent daters retire to live their beautiful relationship life (laughs) um like i feel like we are gonna be like i would like to start taking a commission on the relationships we start here on 51 first dates (laughs) because all of our daters have hashtag found love not that that's necessarily the point if you're new to the podcast oh what if i do this spiel today kimmy i would love you to do this spiel great if you're new to the podcast we started out with kimmy going on a series of first dates. It was going to be 51. She made it on 32, but she met somebody in that dating journey and that is now her lovely boyfriend who we lovingly refer to as date number 13. Although actually, I think I let his
0: name slip out in a, a couple episodes ago. I think he's okay with it now.
1: I, I mean, it's his, it's his
0: first today
2: name. actually where we said his, where you all said his name and I'm like, <gasps> is that I a
0: <laughs> Oh my God. It's Gemma. wild because his name is Tony, which is a very distinct name in terms of like, we think of some stereotypes, you know, like, Tony Soprano, and he doesn't – he's not that.
1: <laughs> he does not – I can confirm he does not have a Tony Soprano vibe. And no, but my, I mean he is my Italian. My family are New but... Jersey Italian, so I say so Tony <laughs> Soprano vibes are – that's love to me. He's a ginger. Uh, yes, for it's sure. Lulls. So yeah, then we recruited some new daters, some guest daters, um, and uh, most especially Kimmy's brother Kenny, who – is now in a relation from dating on the pod. We had my uh, like good friend and cousin Katie as a kind of regular dating correspondent who's now in a relation from the pod. <laughs> so, going forward, we're gonna bring you guys a, a fun mix of like people, like guests who are coming in to tell us about one particular date. We're gonna hear a little about their dating journey. We're gonna um, talk a little bit, as we always do, about themes relating to you know the date that they went on. And then we're going to be bringing back some daters as regular daters. So you're going to hear from people that are familiar. You're going to hear from new people. We're going to continue to bring you guests. It's going to be really exciting and I think fun and we're going to get a chance to hear a lot of really diverse perspectives. So, Sarah's kicking that off for us and yes. she's going to tell us about a date she went on and we're going to talk all about her life and feelings.
0: I know. We really Sarah, we're really, you know, excited for you because it keeps working out for everyone else who's come on the pod. So, I know.
2: I'm listening to this and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, you guys really need to start a business like that is just like consulting for relationships in general." I mean,
1: I continue to feel like If anyone out there like works for a publisher and wants to give us a book deal, I just can picture the cover like Kimmy and I are wearing blazers and our arms are crossed (laughs) and we're standing back to back on the cover of our book.
2: I kid you not. That is exactly what I just saw in my mind.
1: (laughs) (laughs)
0: Ah, Yes.
1: Like maybe wearing turtlenecks and blazers.
0: Yes. I like Like that and and like, like there's some time. there's some you know graphic art that like with like hearts and things kind of like some of our little like graphics that we have for 51 first dates but there are little like drawings all around us with hearts and apps and like a tinder logo and we're yes. like the thing is we're just we have we're not therapists we, we like don't have i don't have a particularly great relationship track record i think that the, the thing is just like going on the dates which is honestly so hard to do, which we talk about all the time. And just a very quick shout out. And then, Sarah, we are going to hear about your dating life, where you're at. But thank you to all of our listeners who continue to tune in right in the secret Facebook group about how hard it is to date or about how you had success going on your own 51 first dates. Thank you for following us at 51 First Dates Pod on Instagram. Um, I almost said Twitter, but have we ever touched our Twitter? No. Uh, please keep emailing your worst first dates to 51 pod at gmail.com. And you keep tagging us in your Instagram stories, which is really lovely. And I think that makes your friends think, oh, maybe I should listen to that thing. What's that thing? What are those weird girls and 51 first dates? What a strange title for a podcast. Maybe I'll check it out. Just tell them. Some people ended up finding their loves from it. So I don't know. That's my That's my spiel. Yes. Can we just hang out now? For sure. Of course.
1: Um, Yeah. So I feel like obviously the way we need to start is by asking Sarah if she has a worst first date story, right?
0: Mm -hmm.
2: So can I switch the script a little and give a worst almost first date? (laughs) Yes. Oh,
1: completely. Yeah.
2: Okay. So um, I, when I first got to LA, I actually hadn't been dating at all. I had gotten out of a long-term relationship like two years prior and had basically just gone into hiding um, and had decided that it was time to start dating again. Um, And so I I actually redid my profile or had my friends redo my profile and I started talking to this guy on Hinge, it was. Um, And it was like really quick, we moved to texting and we set up plans to have a date. And then things just got kind of odd. He started talking about like role play really fast and like I, we hadn't met. So I, I really was having trouble feeling out the vibe but I just kind of had a pit about it. And so I texted him and said, it was really, you know it was nice talking to you but I don't really see this going anywhere. Um, like that's not really what, I, what I'm here for et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, But some, some background of this is that he actually um, was a student at our school, uh, at the greater UCLA school. So we had talked about the fact that I was at business school. Um, and so I blocked his number and about three days later, I'm with Kimmy. Mm-hmm. I was there. <laughs> and he shows up to the library um, and just kind of like, was sitting near us. He didn't end up doing anything. He didn't end up like he he was creepy, but it wasn't at all like aggressive in any way. It was just kind of enough where I was like, okay, so this this is happening. Like that guy, he he knows I went to Anderson. And that was a little discouraging for me on
1: the apps
2: and was definitely the worst app experience that I've had so far.
1: That's creepy. So did you feel like like how did he know where you were like was it something where you felt like it was menacing or like a weird gross coincidence
2: um I didn't think it was a coincidence I did think it was weird and gross Mm. um I he he was a PhD student he's a student at greater UCLA um and he had we had chit-chatted about the fact that I was at Anderson and he had never been to our business school
0: and so that was gotcha. kind of the key: is that he was like, "Oh, I've never been up there," and then. Oh, so the- this
1: is like a dedicated Anderson building. Yeah, yes.
0: sorry, we have our own library. Like sometimes gotcha. undergrads come to it, and they're they we have to kick them out. Like we have our own <laughs> business school library, and gotcha. Yeah, so this yes, go on, Sarah. But yes,
2: so he had never been to our our building that was actually you know a fair distance from where his office was. Um, so. So then when he showed up, it was this kind of, oh, he literally has never been here before and I know that and now he's here. So I wasn't, I was creeped out. I wasn't scared because
1: yeah. it was a little bit of a week. Oh, that's really unfortunate and weird. It was. He- it
2: was a bit of a turnoff from the apps for a little bit.
1: For yeah, sure. especially if like that's your first, that's your first time back, kind of like new back to the apps. This is like the one of the first people you were chatting with.
2: Yes, definitely. Ooh. Especially because I hadn't really been on dates for that for a while. Yeah.
0: Um, and he was also – it's also creepy because I was with you and yeah, he was very close to us and didn't even like do a thing to make it not – it was weird for him to sit there and it would have been less creepy if he maybe just like nodded at your words like, hi. I don't know if – I don't really know. But it was just bizarre because it was definitely like a thing and it was yeah. not – he was not <laughs> far.
2: Okay. So thinking back, Liza, you just said like could it have been a coincidence what if it was Kimmy? Like what if he was like, Oh, I talked to that girl in Anderson and she said her building was great. So I'm going to go check it out. And I just happened to be there. Like just a spin. It was still enough that the optics weren't great. Yeah. But...
1: I don't know. It feels like weird timing too. It was like a couple days later. Right. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I would, if you had it, a- an awkward conversation with somebody or somebody kind of like next to you I feel like I would be avoiding the places they went but also a lot of people and it seems like this dude might be one of them like don't have an appropriate amount of like shame so yeah,
2: yeah. he and did he, bring up uh like role play before
0: we even met in person so yeah
1: clearly like his what's appropriate filter isn't well calibrated yeah
0: yeah, and even if it wasn't directly about finding you, what it could have been. Like people are wild. It could have also been like some – oh, these women who are MBAs. and I'm going to go – i it, it just feels all together too strange. But I think you also bring up kind of a greater point that – two greater points that continue to come up in the emails we get and in the secret Facebook group. One, kind of how to navigate those guys or it could be you could be a man or – uh, with a woman coming on to you in that way or, you know, whatever form. How did you know, be on an app and have some people coming at you with sexual things all the time or early on. And this was one instance, but Sarah, I know you. I know there's no way your profile was suggesting you wanted to just like bang it out a lot. Not that having cleavage or whatever would should suggest that. I just think like certain people have certain like – tells in their profile that are a little bit more like here for fun I know you're not and it's interesting that like he brought up role playing and so many people in our secret Facebook group are always like I keep getting guys who seem to just want sex on the app, or to like get freaky like there's some filter off because it's an app and then the second thing you brought up which is just the overall like when you dip your toes back in and it goes sour so quickly it's so easy to not want to update I totally get that. So I don't know. I just think those are interesting topics that continue to come up in our group. And I like – I don't know what to say at this point because I don't want to be encouraging people to go on dates and then have them have these shitty experiences.
2: Yeah, but at the same time, like I was i was definitely, I guess, not so excited to go on an update, which, I mean, we can get into, but I essentially didn't do for many months. Um, but – I was still kind of proud of myself for at least having that conversation. Like for me, the scariness of the apps is not actually the date. It's the like everything leading up to it because that's when it's like, you know, that that to me is the work. Like, and that's what, that's where I can get really kind of turned off of apps in general. So the fact that I'd even put myself out there, like, yes, it did turn out terribly, um, but I kind of was... Out of myself at least for taking that step even though it didn't work but yeah it is kind of crazy like my profile is the most basic profile I'm literally like me hiking me with my parents like <laughs> this, what about that says like I want to go do freaky things with you without knowing you
1: yeah I mean I feel like it's it's really absolutely fucking blows my mind how many people get like extremely extremely sexual messages from people online before they've met like there's something about about that you know uh oh my god not what's i can't think of a word and it's really an embarrassing one that anonymity i almost said ambiguity uh there's something about that anonymity that it just yeah like Kimmy said emboldens people to be fucking weird and let out like I feel like these, like, pubescent boy vibes, like, I want to touch your boobs. You know, it's just, like, so fucking weird that people feel like that's an okay way to treat other people even though it's, like, on online.
0: Yeah, like an AOL chat room situation. They, like, think they're back, like, yes. on some yes. <laughs> secret.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Sarah, you told us a little bit. You mentioned a little bit that, like, so you had been in a two-year relationship, right? Oh, I was in – that
2: was – it was two years prior to – that li- I literally didn't go on dates for two years. I was in a relationship Damn. for five years. Wow,
1: uh, okay. And was this like college into adulthood? Like what, when and like, when did that yes. kind of like start?
2: From like age, starting at age 19 or so. Um, so it was, it spanned
1: throughout college and into the real world. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And then you took like a two-year hiatus from dating.
2: Yeah, well, it didn't, I, so it didn't end well. And it wasn't a healthy relationship, so those are two things that should be said because I think it really did take me a full two years to like, this is so gushy, but to like feel worthy of date, like of having that in my life and like being able to. I think I had to learn to like respect myself a little before I went out and took a chance on dating.
1: Totally. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, I feel like that's a a common not to devalue it in any way, but I feel like that happens more more often than any of us would like. like. I feel very similarly about, like I needed a couple of years of like good times in therapy <laughs> between my like first relationship and my next relationship to be like exactly. a little bit of a human. Yeah, it's, yeah.
0: I also think it's <laughs> so healthy to for anyone coming out of something kind of traumatic or like not to, you know, call it, name it that, but I'm even thinking of other friends, like to take some time no matter what it is. I think that's very mature. It's, it's a difficult thing to do if you're used to being in a relationship, but yeah.
2: Yeah, it was definitely necessary, but what happened was that then I literally didn't even know what apps were. <laughs> like, I, no, that's not true. Not literally, but I got in the relationship when I was 19. I got out and then it was such a, I guess, mental mountain to climb of figuring out like what app dating was and how to go
0: about it and how to not get the creeps Um and were so you in Chicago when you first were single again? Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And well, oh my gosh. Okay. I have several follow-up questions. One, what do, was there anything about like when you first got on the apps and were using them, was there anything that super surprised you?
2: For me, it was the time that it took. Like the, not even just necessarily like the matching, but I actually had to, Set aside time to dedicate to matching with people and figuring out conversations. And I have this hard time talking to multiple people at once on the apps. Um, Mm. So then I'll get a date and then it'll take me another, like, you know, three weeks to find somebody else to talk to because I just, I guess, can't juggle my time on the apps well enough, uh, which is an odd thing because we have a lot of time management things in our lives
0: um no I, I think that's like a very common thing I hated that especially with the podcast and trying to hold myself to a date a week it was very hard I mean my first date with my now boyfriend I thought I was meeting someone else because I had gotten two numbers mixed up in my phone like oh my God. it's all like it's and I, I wasn't trying to be a jerk I was just like I gotta get on a date like I think kind of what we propose sometimes is almost unsustainable and yeah if you're gonna invest your time it's I, I understand like if you meet a cool dude like wanting to go back and forth and chat with him for a little bit and not just keep swiping and it, it feels mm-hmm. yeah i I hear that.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's weird. It's definitely hard to like, yeah, it's funny because we do definitely like encourage people to keep their keep their like date, oh, sorry, I just dropped something. um keep their date numbers like up and keep the dates popping, but I feel like I couldn't sustainably even do th- yeah like it's it's very hard to keep your and also like to keep yourself at that level of dating and also keep yourself like you know open to new people and like receptive to possibility <laughs> like I feel right. like it's yeah
2: um it's wait not easy. Is one thing that has really helped me with this yes yeah, oh please, please. Yeah. okay so this is kind of silly and I've only realized it in the last month or so but Um, my friend suggested that I delete Instagram for separate reasons just during the week because I was finding it really distracting and so I I now delete my Instagram Monday through Friday and my dating app activity is up every single one of those days because it's like I'm not just going to stop wandering through my phone mindlessly so I might (laughs) as well do it on the dating apps.
0: I love that. First of yeah, all, me. It's deleting Instagram, you heroes. I think I know which friend recommended it, if, if it's the one I'm thinking of. But like I feel like everyone's deleting their Instagram of late, and I'm so envious. And you did it, Liza, didn't you? Yeah, I deleted
1: mine for like three weeks off my phone. Yeah. And now I have it back, but I try very hard to time box when I can go on it. So I can't go on it before 10 a.m., and I can't go on it after like 9 p.m., Oh, I like which, that. Yeah, because like I feel like those hours I would lose so much time, and they're kind of precious,
0: you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I think but, that's a great rule for like if if you do want to be on the apps more, like yeah, yeah, just like get rid of your Instagram, Sarah. Totally <laughs> it's, it's oddly productive in
2: terms of
0: dating,
1: <laughs> or you're fucking bejeweled or whatever. Like the shit I play on the subway, which I guess on the subway you you know you can't be on the apps because of service but like I feel like dumb things I do to pass time on my phone could would be way more fun to like replace with that Mm
0: -hmm. and then just in terms of dipping toes back and I I, yeah because I want I would love to chat about like business school specific dating and we'll get to your date but how have you found the apps in LA is there anything that has stuck out to you and like is hinge your go-to
2: yes hinge Is my go to. I also have the league Mm -hmm. because I find it very manageable. Like I said, time management with these applications are I'm not it's not a strength. Um so I use that just kind of as like, okay, this is like a small thing I can do every day to keep the momentum. Um I've actually so context is I wasn't on the apps in Chicago really. Like I truly just had no interest in dating. Mm Um so I can't really compare it to any other place. What surprised me the most though, and it might be the settings that I have, um, like for preferences in terms of like education, et cetera. But I haven't been getting like actors and models and like waiters trying to be actors and models, which is kind of the stereotype that at least I was told before moving out here was like, oh, good luck in the dating scene, everyone's gonna be like which there's nothing wrong with that if you're like a struggling actor trying to be, you know trying to make it. But that was what I was basically told was like, that's all you're going to get.
3: Um, yeah.
2: And, it, and it hasn't been like that at all, which is a bit of a more positive spin than stalkers in the library. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and do yeah. you feel like people are interested in I, – I don't know. I've said this to my roommate and maybe to you too, Sarah, but I feel like, dang, like being an MBA in LA on the apps where there are a lot of influencers and, like, trying to be models or actor women as well, like, would just, like, maybe help the guy looking for that kind of woman. Like, do you find that people are interested in you getting your MBA? Um, Many women do now. But I feel like for LA, it just seems badass. (laughs) If I I do do say so myself. Jesus Christ.
2: I do think it helps me. Maybe even more so than just, like, having a normal job because it kind of Gives you insight into maybe like who i who I am in terms of my goals in life um which which I do think helps i also um think in some ways it hurts me because it it shows up as me just being in school and mm. it's and I don't have that job, so people are kind of maybe don't understand that I'm also an adult woman they <laughs> as
1: such <laughs> interesting, yeah. And did you like? did you date at all in Chicago? I know you said you were on the apps in Chicago, but did you like date at all or have any experience of dating there? That was probably during your break and dating, right?
2: Yeah. I had like very intermittent flings with people who were friends of friends, basically just random, like hooking up. Gotcha. I was not dating. Um,
1: okay. That was far and, deep,
2: deep and far between.
1: Interesting. Even though it's a different experience, do you have any feels on Chicago versus LA in terms of like the scene of what singledom is like, like what, you know, the single men's are like, etc.?
2: I actually, this is going to be, I feel like not what most people would say, but I think it's easier in Los Angeles. Um, because there aren't these mass communities like there are in Chicago. Necessarily. Mm. Like Chicago weirdly felt like it, what big 10 school did you go to? And like, that's your community of people you hang out in. Um, and so it was somewhat insular in that way. It was really hard, even on the apps to like break out and meet a stranger. <laughs> um, whereas in Los Angeles, I guess, because it's so spread out, it really is like everyone you meet is new. You're not going to discuss like, you're not necessarily going to be in the same circles, unless you go to school with them, which we can talk about later. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I found that less of a... Yeah, that makes sense. It's a, yeah, LA, LA and New York, I feel like are similar in that they're kind of transplant cities. Like lots of people yes. go there. I went to school in Chicago, which is partially why I was curious. But Chicago feels like less like that to me. It feels less like a place that is, you know, flooding with people from all over the country. Like it feels a little bit more, yeah, like you said, like kind of insular and uh, nice. no, not in a shady way. Like I obviously yeah. like Chicago, but it just – it the vibe is different. It feels more like community-centric than New York does to me.
2: Which yeah, is... and in some ways that made it easier. Mm, it makes yeah, dating in LA easier.
1: Totally, because everybody's out looking for – like people are – people are I feel like this in New York. I think New York is a really, really easy place to make friends as an adult because like everybody kind of needs them. My like, people live <laughs> here and they know a couple people, but everyone's like, all right, here I am like who's gonna be who are, where are my people at? you know like
0: uh, exactly. And then strangely, it's like we were chatting earlier listeners about like what should our theme be even though we never have a perfectly established theme. But just like these communities, it's interesting because now you're in a new community. We're in a new community at business school where the ratio is like off the charts. What is it? 70-30? What is our ratio It's around 70-30. It's wild. It's truly wild. We're like so male heavy. Um, So like my – if I were single coming in I would be almost like oh wow this what an opportunity to meet someone but and Sarah has met people um I don't know I just feel like your point about LA being easier than Chicago in some ways maybe that's like not being in school is easier than being in school because there's just so much less overlap I don't know I I I envy and don't envy people single in business school do you know what I mean like because I've seen how you've like had really fun things, but also it's tougher for things to end or everything, everything is, feels incestuous. That's what it I really say. does. It feels kind of like,
2: I don't know if anyone's going to relate to this, but like summer camp as a mm. kid, I went to summer camp for 10 years and that's exactly what it feels like where everyone is dating everyone. And like, I would like to caveat that not all 70% of those men are single. In fact, most sure. of them are married. So the pool actually is pretty small. Yeah, Um, I mean, relatively. So, so there, there definitely is this community aspect that can be both really good and really bad. And I'm kind of at the point where I'm seeing it as less of an opportunity and LA, the broader LA market seems more of an opportunity. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I feel like this is kind of a, a new debate that's I've, I've heard a, like, I've heard a lot of friends talking about of, like, dating in the wild, meaning, like, dating people you know from your world Mm -hmm. versus, like, dating on the internet. And it's a tricky thing because there's obviously, like, you know, I, I feel like a lot of people make the assumption that dating in the wild is better. But I think sometimes, like, Dating within your community, dating someone who you've been trying to date, someone who you've been friends with for a long time, or dating someone who you've been friends with for a long time, or dating someone from your group of friends can be so tricky. Yeah,
0: yeah. Sarah. You I, you... feel like, yeah,
2: I, feel, I feel like Kimmy probably has heard me talk about this 100,000 times, but um, I think that the barrier to entry, to use a super business schooly term, Is lower for dating in your community, obviously. So for me, it's, I was speaking earlier about how the scariest part of apps is actually talking on the platform, not meeting in person. Hmm. So you don't have to do that when you like have a friend of a friend or or a classmate that you're interested in. And you can kind of like get to know them over time and build that attraction. So the buildup is always easier in my mind. However, um, hindsight, I have kind of found that it also has the ability to really disrupt a community. Meaning, like, not not in a terrible way, just more so in you know friend groups and um, tiptoeing around the school to see it, you know, to try to avoid people. And and honestly, it's not it's not fun at this point. And I'm kind of now at the turning point where dating on the apps and on the internet is more appealing, um, because I do have that disconnection.
1: Yeah, that, that makes total that, sense. I don't know, I feel
2: like I'm rambling, but- No, <laughs> no it I, makes
1: total sense to me. I dated, my, my first boyfriend was like in my group of friends and it was great while well, we were dating. And then when we broke up, it was fucking horrible. Like it really, right. really sucked, you know, like it's it's tricky.
0: Yeah, Yeah, Sarah, without – you you can share as much as you want, but do you mind giving us like some sort of rundown? Because I feel like you've had two – you've been in like both positions of being like more in it and more not – or less in it. Or that's not the right way to explain it. Basically, you've had two business school like situationships already. And I don't know if you – whatever background you would – I just have related a lot to what – You've dealt with, but I wasn't in school when I was dealing with it. So when we talk, I feel very much like I remember that exact feeling. Men are so confusing. But yeah, I don't know if you would share with Lies and the listeners yeah. whatever version you want of kind of no,
2: those No, I'm totally open to it. And awesome. like as large as I hope this podcast podcast gets, I truly I hope these boys, men, I don't think they'll they'll care. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so I started actually um, like – going on dates, uh, with one guy very early. I don't want to use their names. Cause I just, Oh yeah. No, know. no worries. First
0: guy, um, first guy.
2: Yeah. So like in early October and school started in August. So relatively early into it. And he is the nicest, sweetest, sweetest man. Um, really, really lovely and was, you know, took me out on dates that were really nice. And I kind of built an attraction to him. Um, and then it started becoming more than just dating and the interactions that we would have at school were always somewhat awkward because we weren't necessarily in the same tight friend groups. Um, so he actually like, we would see each other in the hallways and it would be like, a, a do you say hi? Cause what's happening is like, yeah, you're hooking up, but then your friends, friends, like the larger community may not like, didn't really know that. Um, So it was this awkward, are, you know, are we going to acknowledge that we're a thing or are we not? Um, And at the end of the day, like, I guess early January, I had this realization that I was not wanting to move it into a relationship. Like, I really like him. And that's what's confusing for me. And it's still really confusing for me is that I actually really like him, but I didn't want to be in a relationship with him. And some of it's really complicated because I'm, I mean, if this is like
0: polarizing, I really
2: apologize, but I'm Jewish. And like, to me, I didn't think it was important for me to date a Jewish guy. And it turned out like, oh, wait, I actually do have feelings about like going into a relationship with someone. And I haven't sorted that out yet, but um, moving on. So I, so no, that's, that's fair I, to say.
0: I feel like that's yeah. a concern for a lot of people, like when it comes to religion you know and, and it's- i
2: honestly was surprised by myself um but but it's the truth and i i ended that in like early january and then um a guy that i had been friends with for a while and he's in a, our i would say tighter group of friends um i started dating or going i went on dates with um in early march i actually don't know maybe mid-february Um, And there was a lot of buildup around it because there was that community aspect of, oh, Sarah and -and so-and-so are going on a date. Oh, my gosh. Like, you know, there was a lot of kind of like weird support from especially his friends. So it got really hyped up. Um, and, And we ended up going on like less than five dates, but it became this giant saga because it was like everyone knew about it. And it was totally from this relationship. Or like this dating ship that i was in before where no one really knew to this next one where everyone knew and were constantly asking me about it um and what ended up happening was he basically was like not well he was just not in adds into it as maybe he had
0: made me think and made his friends think
2: which is a weird
0: concept um I want to just jump in and give Liza and maybe some listeners without using names some context. There was someone I had a long time – I was in a half relationship thing with for too long and much of that was my fault. But Liza knows this person. It was very much of that thing where like there a lot of – there was a lot of but, – but everything's there but then it's not – he wasn't like making steps forward but he wasn't being a giant asshole. Is that fair to say, Sarah? Yes. Like an yeah. example is like –
2: he would text me and I would text him back like you know within a reasonable amount of time and then he would just ghost for like four days and not but ghost through text then we'd see each other on campus so Mm. so it's kind of this awkward like you can't escape this situation so you might as well um approach it head-on is the way I think of it so yeah. at the end, what ended up happening was I basically called him out on it. And I, I said, you know, I'm not willing to kind of be this halfway in, halfway out. Like, I don't, I'm not, I wasn't asking for a
0: relationship, but more so just like a, a consistency commitment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Consistency. <laughs> wow. What a crazy thing to want. <laughs> yeah.
2: and He was not willing to do that. So he was kind of like, oh, I'm really busy. Sorry. Um, that said, Ugh. I actually think he's a good – like, he isn't a bad human. He's a good Yeah. Human. Yeah. Just, well,
1: sure. that's the other – I mean, I'm only sharing negatives about dating within your community because I think the positives are, like, pretty obvious. But I think that's the other negative is that if something isn't feeling right or, or working right, like, it is – I mean, I think a, a positive and a negative is that you can't just, like, nope on out. You have to, like, have some kind of conversation.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And – Thankfully, I'm a very direct person, but I found it really challenging too. And it's not even like the direct conversations, it's more so the um, like community gatherings, or like mm. what, what we have this giant courtyard at school where it's basically like the, the social hour, like everyone goes out there and just hangs out. And it's even just seeing these people in the courtyard, like in the periphery, that's more difficult than sitting down and being like, hey, this isn't going forward
1: yeah mm-hmm. having to see them out in the wild and like be normal and be like hey how are you like how's your week yeah yeah
2: i've really challenged or i'm really having a hard time and i am not a cool girl like i'm not the girl that's gonna like walk up and like, give a kiss on the cheek and be like hey how are you and then walk yeah
0: away. um no i'm not i i've never been, i've tried to be the cool cool girl so many times and it only made me in positions where like I became completely uncool because I was so frustrated with pretending I was cool with everything. But like, I, 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 I can think be a cool girl when I'm sober. But yeah,
1: <laughs> Kimmy has seen this happen a lot of times, or gotten sad late night texts from me when this happens a lot of times. Where get me drunk, and there is no coolness here. There is yeah. only feelings no. and sass.
2: I'm panicky woman 100% of the time.
0: (laughs) It's just so hard when there's a history of whether it's, you know, five dates, but you've also been friends for this many months in this really weird intimate business um, school setting, or like you dated for five years. Like any kind of history, it just – It makes it very difficult to like, it's to just like move on and be totally cool as friends. Like, I've truly never been able to do that. And that makes me sad in other ways because you lose out on these people who you're like, shit, I really like this person. But I think it's very rare that, you know, especially within this kind of community dating, everything can just go back to exactly the way it was after you go that other direction. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think that like, I'm excited for you to be going out on the apps and that sounded way patronizing sorry but I just mean like no it
2: really didn't I feel you're my coach
0: (laughs) no I just I don't know it seemed like yes there are some couples within our grade that just kind of like happened right away we've seen all the stereotypes we've seen like engagements break up we've seen everything but I also just think there's what we just talked about those weird high stakes to either define yourself or stay together be you know it just it seems so complicated to date in business school. As much as like at the beginning of the year, I was like, ooh, kinda jealous. That's cool. It just seems so complicated to me. And I feel like, yeah, it will make LA app dating feel like, okay, well, at least the stakes are really low if this sucks. It's like it, it sounds was the like kick
2: in the ass I needed to get out. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh. oh my god. It sounds like Bachelor in Paradise, where you're like, there are those First day couples. There's this. There's that. <laughs> Relationships are ending. Alliances are shifting. I love it. I mean, it's that's exactly my favorite like show. That.
2: Except everyone stays on the island the entire
1: time. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, nobody leaves. <laughs>
1: oh my god, that's incredible. I love it so much. Um, I feel like that's a great segue to move into talking about the first inaugural Sarah update. Yes, But uh, let's take a quick ad break first. Perfect. And then we'll come back in and hear all about Sarah's
0: date. Yay. And what a lovely ad break that was. We are back. <laughs> Me, Eliza, and Sarah. We're just asking Sarah all of the questions about her dating life. We hope, you know, it's bringing you some comfort because we're all in this together, guys, and women. But now is – now – Okay. Onwards and upwards. So I want you to tell us like the tiniest bit about this date we're going to talk about. But then Sarah, because she is a queen, recorded a before and an after impression. So not just a taxicab confession, a taxicab, oh my gosh, premonition? I don't know what other version of it would It's be
1: still a taxicab confession. It's just a pre-confession. Yeah. It Instead was a of
2: pre-confession. A
1: confession. Ah. So before we listen to that, real quick, we like to hit the bullet points – did you meet this guy on Hinge? Yes. And then, how long did you kind of chat before you brought it to text? Before you brought it to like, let's go out? I think
2: it was two days to text, and then four days before we went out.
1: Okay. Was it like a deep, like a lot of back and forth, or how much, how much back and forth, like did it take for you to realize you were like, okay, I like this guy. He's not asking me about role playing. Like, <laughs>
2: it wasn't. Yeah. Right. That's my, my level. Um. No, he, he, it wasn't very much. It was pretty surface level. I think from my perspective, I was trying to get out there and I was just kind of like, sure. You know, I think he actually said like, I don't know if this is super bold. Cause it was only like, two days in that he asked. He was like, I don't know if this is super bold, but I'd love to take you out on a date. And to me, that was very attractive. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. yes. Um, so not, not a ton of like digging into who he was
0: beforehand. Totally. That's my yeah. – I, I like – that's my M.O. Like I loved when people asked me out quickly and I loved asking people out quickly. And if it scared them away, I was like understandable. But I just feel like it's like – it's better to get on the date. Mm-hmm. I can't. Like we said, the texting back and forth forever is so annoying.
1: And then Sarah, do you remember like what you liked about his profile or what kind of appealed to you and like immediately – like the, the, your online impressions –
2: so with Hinge, I feel like the thing that really attracts me to people is when they actually respond with, a, with some sort of conversation starter when they're, when they like me. So, I mean, his profile was great. It was like, you know, he was an active, there were pictures of him being active, which to me is like very important. Um, not in terms of like, you gotta be this look, but it's more so just like, I'm an active person and I like people that also wanna go on a hike with me on a Saturday morning. Um, and, but he, he started the conversation by responding to, um, like with a restaurant recommendation or or something like that and starting a conversation. So I found that to be really attractive.
1: Yeah. That's such a good vibe. Just like not a like,
0: Hey. How's your day? Yeah. 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 Like, we are not sponsored by Hinge. I feel that we should be. It's so, they, they, when they overhauled and added all those like prompts, like, it's so much more interesting to be able to comment on an individual part of someone's profile versus like, I don't know, just start a brand. I, I struggled with Bumble because it was like, cool woman, female power, but like, I don't know what to say to you. Like, that's where I, so I am. So I say, I have a really hard time on Bumble.
2: And that's why I'm trying to stay focused because I think I'll get discouraged if I spread myself too thin.
0: It's a good point, too, just, like, picking one or a couple and sticking to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
1: Cool. So then you're going on the date. The plans are set. Uh, do you want to play us your pre-TCC?
0: Sure.
3: Okay. So I have a few thoughts going into the date um, because I'm driving here right now and – or to the date. And the first is, like, I can't believe I'm driving 40 minutes to go to a 40-minute date. Um, this was like my first well, LA experience of having to drive across town. Not really, like seven months total, but across town to go on a date because the guy lives on the east side. So we're basically meeting in the middle. Um, also, so like that's kind of annoying, and it makes me realize, like, when people are joking about how they only date on the west side, like, not actually joking. Um, the second is kind of anxiety because it's a coffee date and I've been to this coffee shop and there's plenty of seating but it's also super busy and it's 4pm on a Thursday so it kind of makes me think that there are really a lot of people working and it's like what what's my backup plan if I don't have a seat because I don't know the area that well and I'm new um, new to like LA in general um, and then third is it's like weird not nervousness because I kind of feel like I'm going to a networking event. I've never done a daytime date before, and so it sort of feels like a networking event. Like I've literally been to this coffee shop to meet with my mentor before. Um, so it's like am I even really setting myself up for success if I don't have that kind of like butterfly excitement? Um, but I also really never have that butterfly excitement for app I kind of am just a negative Nancy which isn't a good attitude so those
0: are my thoughts <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's so- that was perfect <laughs> no that was so sweet and I I feel like it touches on so many things again that we always bring up like we've we've been very pro like try a coffee date or coffee dates have just come up I don't think I ever went on one but we my brother did and he had some success but like yeah you're right we're like networking all the time that's the point of this two-year program we're doing so I would yeah it would be hard to get the butterflies up but okay so
1: well also like I, I feel like how do you get butterflies for someone you've only talked to online you know what I mean yeah. like I feel like butterflies are such a like it's so dependent on like chemistry you know unless it's like the most stellar banter or the most stellar whatever that's true I, don't know.
0: I never actually had butterflies on one day I just had anxiety and nerves I just got <laughs> sweaty
1: like Anxiety butterflies. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so okay. I
2: um, when I was, list- I was listening to that just now and I was like, oh, I literally knew nothing about this guy because I didn't even bring him up once. <laughs> okay. <laughs> scenario the entire time. But I think that has to do a lot with like the anxiety before a date, at least for me, is where am I, I going to sit?
0: <laughs> yeah. No, we talk about this all the time. Or like, am I going to be there first? Like, I personally liked getting to dates first, but w- what coffee shop was it?
2: Verve. Okay. Verve on 3rd Street. Okay.
0: Yeah. So I... Yeah. It was-
1: okay. So when you got there, how did that turn out? Was there seating? Did you find him right away? Was there an awkward moment?
2: There. So yes, to all of the above.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I do mention this in like the post recording, if you want to listen to that. But um, I, I went through... There are two entrances and I went through the back and he went through the front. So there was like this whole... I'm inside. No, I'm inside. Oh, we're not at the same spot. Um, and then there wasn't seating inside. There was Shay Mitchell, which was kind of cool. Um, and then we, the actress, um, so we went out. So LA, like so LA, it's our first celebrity sighting on a date. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. it really was exciting. Um, and so I, we ended up sitting in the back, which is basically a parking lot, Uh, but it was fine. Like it worked out. Um, that, but I will say like coffee shops, I didn't hate the coffee date, but the awkward part for me was the getting of the coffee mm-hmm. standing around. It turns out he doesn't drink coffee, um, oh. which I thought was odd because he asked for a coffee date.
0: Um, but like regardless, does he, whatever. Sorry. I was going to ask, did you know, if, does he drink like I alcohol?
2: I don't know.
0: Okay. Oh, no. Interesting. No, i was just thinking why he would ask for a coffee date if he didn't drink uh, coffee, but like there was okay. tea.
2: There were some things that beforehand, and um, Kimmy, I don't even remember if I've told you this, but he, he wanted to do a dinner date for a first mm-hmm. date. And, and I just personally get a lot of anxiety from that. I like, mm-hmm. and I like to be able to get out of there in an hour if I want to. <laughs> like I want yeah. to down a drink or down a coffee and be able to get out. So I, actually yeah, was the one that was like, "That's, do you want to do something?" So like much that? commitment.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so were you? So he was the one who was like coffee.
2: Yeah. Well, I was kind of like, "Do you want to do something earlier that day?" Right. Maybe okay. trying to sabotage
0: sabotage myself and get the whole thing canceled.
1: He
2: <laughs> <laughs> was like, "Oh yes, of course. Let's do coffee."
0: Which is actually promising that he was like, no, I want to see you. Like, he didn't just flake. He had an opportunity to flake. Like, you yeah. gave him an opportunity to flake.
2: <laughs> he was very committed. He was. I will give him that. Um, but, but yeah, so we got there and it was kind of this awkward. And at Verve, it's like the coffee shop. So they have to, like, take 20 minutes to do your pour over coffee. <laughs> so we were, like, standing there waiting for the coffee and the tea. And it was this, do we start talking to each other now? or? and it just created these awkward gaps of of no talking because he didn't ask me any questions which is the greater takeaway from the entire date is huh. ask me any questions um which was
1: interesting challenging so so you guys had a chunk of like kind of standing there and like was there any conversation like what was was it like like crickets fully I mean it wasn't some awkwardness okay
2: we didn't go full-on crickets it was mostly like back like little banter back and forth but it was it was honestly a fair amount of like oh I don't drink coffee oh you don't okay I'm gonna get this and then talking about the drive that was the my conversation filler that I went to that's most Los Angeles thing like I spent the awkward silence asking about traffic on the way there Because he came from the east side.
1: I mean, I feel like in New York, it's like, oh, like, what subway are you on? Like, oh, my God, that's – is your office off that same – like, it's it's the same thing. How many times do you have to transfer? Yeah, it's like – that's the thing. It's like weather and your commute. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Weather commute, where you live, what you do for work. It's like a thing.
1: Yeah. So then when you guys sat down, did you feel like – was it a feeling of like, okay, now we're starting the date? Or was it, did it continue to feel kind of like, well, this is a little weird.
2: It was a little bit more like now we're starting the date. And like I had a, when I first met, i making this all seem really terrible, but when when we first met in person, I was like, oh, he's cute. Like, you know, I, I could, he seems like a good person, good guy. Um, and then there was like a little bit of banter that was fun. So I, when we finally got to sit down, it wasn't necessarily all like, oh, this is going terribly. Um so we um, the date immediately started with like me being like, oh, thank you so much for being accommodating. Like I'm really happy like we were able to make time to meet at 4 p.m. And and then it went into like a 20 minute dialogue about how he does not currently have a job. Um, so so it was like truly a networking event. Um, oh, yes.
0: <laughs> Both of you don't have full-time jobs. Yeah. You have your internship, but <laughs> yeah.
2: So I, I feel like I'm being so negative about it, but it was just a, it was a bizarre kind of support group, but also like totally like I've been un- unemployed. Like it wasn't, that's not a deal breaker for me at all. It
1: was the fact that it went on for like
2: 20 minutes of the date <laughs>
0: talking yeah. about it.
1: Um, and like the first twenty minutes, like I feel like, obviously, I guess that's one of the first things you ask and talk about is like, what do you do? Like blah blah blah. But it it does feel like if I were, I don't know, if I were unemployed, I may drop that and then be like, but tell me about your intern. You know? Yeah. What else about you? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so so to the date.
2: Sorry, I interrupted. But no, 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 no you no. have the Go story. For it. Sorry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The rest of the day was after that initial 20 minutes, like I, I'm not exaggerating when I say, he asked me two questions about myself. And I think two is honestly like giving him a little bit of credit, um, which was odd to me because I'd never, I'd never been in an interaction like that before where I was like whacking my mind trying to think, okay, where is this, where is this headed? And it was odd to me because like we, we have a lot in common like he he used to work in the same industry that I worked in. So when I said that, when he he was like, "Oh, I used to work in in media," and I was like, "Cool, me too." Like I used to work in like digital investment, and the response to everything was, "Okay." <laughs> <sighs> Ugh,
0: I just got the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> okay, okay.
1: It's always so weird to me when there is like another adult human. Who you are interacting with who does not understand conversational give and take. Right. It's like you give someone something, they have to pick it up, give it back. It's like, dude, are like it just feels like you're whacking tennis balls into the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> like it's so that's the I don't know what that analogy is. I've never played tennis. And then but like Yeah. Yeah. It's such a it's such a frustrating feeling to be like, I'm the only one giving anything here
3: it felt
2: very one-sided and I was like very I felt okay like he's not into it and then this is fast forwarding way too much but he asked me out on a second date and I had to be the one to be like I'm not interested
0: this is always happening (laughs) people are like it went so just like they seemed so disinterested and then they came around like this happened to me a couple times where I was like what really it's just yeah
2: and they I mean Men are, I guess, more confusing than I thought they would be because I just, I take things at face value to a fair amount. So if you're giving me vibes or not, like, I'm going to assume that's the way you feel, Um, apparently.
1: Well, also, and like, this is something that's come up before with um, various, like, people who have gone on dates and talked about it, is that I feel like sometimes men, like, never learn how to have a conversation Like there are a lot of men who either like love talking about themselves and they don't ask a lot of questions or they don't know how to like engage or go deeper on any topics in particular.
2: Yeah, it it definitely seems like a combination of the two where he actually I think in in a relaxed setting, maybe he would have been able to have a conversation, but I don't actually know that he knew how to like prompt that. Conversation in a more formal mm. dating set like environment which to me like that's a deal breaker
1: yeah yeah totally it's not your job to like carry that yeah or like or teach him how, how to now. do that
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so what else do you know about him and like what I don't know it, what Obviously, the interaction wasn't there. But, like, was there any part w- – were you surprised by what he was telling you about? Or did he fit kind of what his profile was like?
2: Yeah. He was very much, like – I don't know. I don't have a better word other than on brand. Um, yeah. But he, he he, really did, like, he, he was what his profile said he was, just not in the conversational department. Like, he was active. He really valued family. If you look on paper, like, he – is a someone that i should be attracted to. Um, mm-hmm. which is frustrating because it's like okay that these people do exist but like if i can't have a conversation or if i can't be myself in that way then it, i i don't need all those things checked off because i would rather take someone who maybe doesn't have all the boxes but can value a,
0: a conversation. Um but it's yeah right because like, you know how to have a conversation and like <laughs> You want to have cool conversations for your life with – or, you know, your time with some person. The the on-paper stuff is so hard with apps. I feel like every time on paper I was like, yeah, it was like not there. The more boxes that were checked, the bigger red flag it was for me at a certain point. And that was just with app dating, you know. Well,
1: it's weird because I feel like apps, all you're going on really is on paper. It's literally – I mean, not literally because it's on screen, but it's literally like someone wrote bullet points and put a picture of themselves – like, what you're going on is, like, is their education, their job, and their vibe, like, and their looks, like, in line with what I – the story, like, that I believe I, like, want, you know, for myself. Yeah. And, and it's all very that, It can level. be so misleading. Like, obviously, like, we all think we know what we want, but then, like, so many of the time people find, you know, the people they're supposed to be with and it's not exactly that. Or, like, you know, sometimes it is, but it's just – you just – like I feel like you just can't tell until you're in person with somebody
2: which is why going back to sorry to take it back but going back to like the school and community thing you kind of get to do this like audit and like this double check of like oh yeah like this person is this person on paper and in real life and so I think Mm -hmm. that's why it like it makes it easier to kind of get into that dating habit because you don't have any
1: questions of like will they actually match what they say they are totally yeah. and you already know if there's like banter if there's like any kind of physical chemistry if there's like you know intellectual chemistry like if you guys can hang like shit that you just can't really tell from like meeting you know seeing someone's profile and like texting with them or what. you know it just takes some in-person time to like be able to know those things yeah. um this is so why I still like,
0: believe in like the, the phone dating app like where you have to have a little phone call together <laughs> Is that, oh was God. that ever a thing? No. I feel like I invented it on this podcast oh. <laughs> and I know nobody would actually do it, but I would have loved to like have some sort of screening of like – I don't know. I guess that's not even in person though. You really have to – speed dating. Bring back speed dating. That was our other Truly. Idea.
1: Well, we've had a couple of ideas on this podcast for like bad dating apps because one of them was – like um blinder like (laughs) blinder like for blind dates where like there's no pictures it's literally just paper which is a horrible idea and no one would use it and I feel (laughs) you know what I mean just like nobody would sign up for that um but yeah it's very it's very like it's tricky because you know obviously like some of the way dating apps are set up like I think there there is a lot of like good you know, good things that come out of them and a lot of, like, things that are helpful that arise from them. But also then, yeah, you can't, like, replace that, like, in-person vibe.
2: Yeah.
0: Definitely. But it's kind of a good screen.
1: Yeah, totally. It's a first-round interview, you know. Yeah.
0: How did you end the date, Sarah? And Or, you know, just to go back to the date a little bit. So, very awkwardly on my
2: end, I had a meeting back at school. I was in no rush, but, like, (laughs) <laughs> at, the, at at a certain point I realized that he was not going to ask me anymore any questions and and I was internally annoyed I, I did not show it but I was kind of like okay like I have a meeting I have to get back to like it was really nice meeting you and then he was like let me walk you to your car so then we hugged again at the car like I gave him a hug he was a mm-hmm. decent human you know like he's not a bad guy um but we left it very much as like it was nice to meet you, not mm-hmm. like this was fantastic. Um, let's date again, and that's why I was so surprised when the next day I got a I got a text being like I had such a great time. Do you want to go out again next week? Um, and then I I I think nobody likes it, but I just hate sending the text messages that are like very direct. I didn't see an attraction. You know, I it wasn't I didn't feel like there was chemistry there. Like I had I had a nice time, which I guess isn't that direct because it
1: wasn't No, I think a a truth with a little white lie is totally fine. Like a little gentle whatever. But I think that's great. I mean, so many people struggle to like be direct and I feel like that's really admirable and cool that you were able to just be like, All right, like you're a nice person. Yeah. This is not the thing I would like.
0: And recently we've seen a lot of um, posts in the secret Facebook group about kind of feeling – sometimes getting ghosted or feeling this like later in dating which is unacceptable and shitty but like getting not the response they wanted after a first date. And I know it's so hard to hear but like maybe thinking about the way you just explained it, Sarah. Like it's not like he's a bad guy. They just didn't – sometimes you don't feel that click. And it's not – it's just about – Yeah. You two were in a match. I don't know. I'm just thinking for some listeners who might be listening, like trying to like flip the script and remember the times that you're on that end because it's so hard to send the text. It is. I've
2: definitely been that asshole that like ghosts. I think when I, like I went on one, I actually did go on one date in Chicago and I was, it just didn't, I mean, it was kind of similar where a great guy just didn't click. Um, And I ghosted and then I ran into him at a bar the next week and I vowed to myself that I would never ghost again.
1: There you go. Oh, my God. That is like Chicago feels like a small town to me sometimes. It I feel is. like that shit happens there. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. Funny. All right. Should we listen to your wrap up? Sure. Can I preface
2: this by saying that the way that I got the date to end was that I drank all of my coffee? <laughs> They, Verve pours you like four cups of coffee for one pour over. So I am a wild human in this. Um. Oh my god! I
1: can't <laughs> wait. I'm very excited. Okay, so I just finished the date, um,
3: and it's funny because I said like I was afraid it would be networking. Um, it was. He's unemployed, and he. Spent the entire time talking about, like, his trials and tribulations of finding a job, which is fine. Like, I think he, at first he was trying to come off as, like, not a schmuck. Like, he, he was actively looking for a job. And I was like, I respect that. But then it just kept going. And, and also he asked me maybe two questions the entire time. We chatted for probably, like, 45, 50 minutes, and I said I had to go. Because at that point, i just, like, run out of things to talk about. We talked about, like, where his family was from. And then I, without being asked, told him where my family was from. Oh, and when I told him I was from Kentucky, his response was, like, oh, the Midwest. And period. Done. There so it wasn't, like, that's great. Or, like, bourbon, horses. It was, oh, the Midwest. Um, so it just wasn't and it was kind of encouraging. Um, but on the whole, I didn't hate the whole coffee date thing. Like, if I was feeling like, I feel like I could still connect with someone and vibe, I probably wouldn't end up kissing them no matter what, because I just, like, might need a little bit of liquid courage to go in for a kiss on a first date. Um, but I would, on the whole, I would go on a coffee date again, just not with this guy. Uh, but date number one.
0: oh I'm like I think one no that that was good because there we have to you know I think some of it we can cut out because you did talk about now but the end we have to leave because the Kentucky stuff is wild when people yeah Sarah's from Kentucky and that's usually a point of conversation (laughs) it yeah
1: that's like super interesting and yeah sorry
2: expressions to match that were not like wide-eyed like oh the midwest like the the instant it was not underlying cool interest it was like almost a bit of distaste for being from kentucky which is not like i'm proud of the fact i'm from whatever you want to call it midwest south um but like it was just such a turn off to me that you can't even do anything with that like (laughs) we're in la nobody's from like i'm a i'm a jew from kentucky i'm like a unicorn
1: come on (laughs) Yeah, that is like, it's very, very strange that, like, I feel like that's kind of what first dates are is like you you ask people about the more interesting things about themselves, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, and that's everything
2: seems interesting. Like, but even the things he was saying, even though I was annoyed he wasn't asking me questions, like, you're meeting a stranger. So, mundane facts about them that may, they may think are like not cool, I was finding super cool. And that's kind of the beauty of a first date, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, you're kind of like mining for gold a little bit. Like you're sorting through stuff and being like, "Oh, what's interesting? What's cool? Like, what do I have curiosity about?" But to have no curiosity about anything about the other person, even things that are like objectively cool and interesting, yeah, yeah is strange.
2: It, it was it was bizarre, and it was hard to. I think I also feel like while you're mining for those cool things, you're also looking for connection points in terms of what do you have in common, and it's totally to find something in common if you aren't, you know, if it isn't a two way conversation.
1: Totally. So moving forward, and we'll we'll let you go soon. Um, but just as like a wrap up, do you feel like even though this wasn't great, do you feel like excited about going on more updates? Do you feel like this is something you're gonna wanting, you're gonna be wanting to like do more regularly, or was it something where you were like, ugh, I don't like it. I need to like step away.
2: Yeah, I actually, I was oddly encouraged by it. I mean, I clearly like had a major adrenaline rush afterwards. Because I remember texting Kimmy and telling her about it. And she was like, I'm so sorry. It was so terrible. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm weirdly, like, excited about, like, the fact that I did it. And I went on a date. And now it makes it easier to go on the next one. Um, yeah. So I'm, totally. I'm talking to people, trying to, trying to set up dates. Great.
1: Fuck yeah. I mean, something that we've talked about, and will definitely be a chapter in our future book where we're standing back to back on the cover, <laughs> is that, like, <laughs> We feel like the dates are kind of, in everyone everyone's experience that we've talked to, like the dates are a little bit of like a bell curve of like most of them are meh and like a minority of them are amazing or horrible. But like a lot, like, you know, 80% of people's dates fall like somewhere in the middle of like it wasn't horrible, it wasn't great, I don't have a lot of feelings, but it was fine. And I feel like that can be something in and of itself that can be discouraging about dating, but also, like, not. Like, it's just that's what happens when you're looking for someone you feel romantic about is, like, it's not everyone. Like, not everyone can fall into that category.
0: Wow. And I also just like – you guys will learn more about just people. So Yeah. I found that. I always found it kind of interesting because I I do – like, I am an extrovert in the sense that I – well, I guess I wasn't really this weekend, but usually I get energy from being around people. I like being, like – in the world or, like, going out for drinks, I always get shit on because I don't want to eat at home. I want to eat out. Like, there is something fun about having something to do on a weeknight. Like, as much as it's with a stranger, if you can, like, be like, I'm meeting a new person. I'm finding something out about them, I'm trying a new restaurant. I'm trying a new drink. Like, whatever it is. Yeah. I don't know. It's It's… There are ways to look at it positively. I know it's hard out there. But I also feel like Sarah, just hearing you, it's like you're not going into this with like, I must find a relationship now. You just had two things you kind of like, that were more substantial. So it's like, I don't know. Just in thinking of our listeners, like as much as it's impossible not to have any expectations because we all walk in and go, what if this is, you know, just my soulmate? Or I mean, first yeah. of all, I don't, I don't know if you can feel that on a first date from an app. I truly don't. But – I don't know just like not having expectations but like enjoying it I don't know yeah doing my best I <laughs> think
1: I think it's the best yeah I feel like your attitude going into it is so is so cool and open and yeah like you're open enough to come like on it's this pod. be great <laughs> and like come back anytime with future dates yes I've loved having you obviously I love thank, you thank you so much me
0: ramble oh my no, god, all, not at all amazing. thank you for sharing your date um, this is this is what this pod is all about. I totally. was going to say, wait, Sarah, we, what should we shout out from you? I know it's weird with like business school students. Oh, do you want people to follow you anywhere?
2: Um, Sure, you can follow me on Instagram. It's <laughs> Clyde, S-A-R-K-L-E-I-N. Uh, yes. I'll be in SF this summer if you want to be friends because I don't have any the <laughs> Yeah,
0: we definitely have listeners there. That's fun. Oh, we, we definitely people. do. Yeah,
1: we get – notes
0: yeah you want to set Sarah up on a date there if you know if she's still dating whatever or wants to because she is having a badass internship and that for sure so check Sarah out become her friend
1: in San Francisco (laughs) and we love you guys so much we already shouted out what you should follow etc for us join the secret Facebook group shout us out on your means we love you so much and go on a date go on a date